just sitting, just sit at the bank of a large body of water, finding yourself on the threshold, imagining where you want to take this, how far out, how deep, what to share. And in this moment, I simply invite you to go as deep in the water, deep in the subject matter, and as far out as you feel safe and comfortable. Noticing when you hit your edge, when you feel resistance, that's okay. Take a moment now to simply take stock in your surroundings. Breathing in, breathing out. And at your pace, at your rate, when you're ready. Hi, it's Ryan. Welcome to your weekly dose of The Psychedelic Psychologist where I invite my guests to share stories about their psychedelic experiences. We cover a variety of topics from overcoming addiction and severe depression to finding wholeness and spiritual emergence. Today's podcast, you're going to hear from one of my guests, Lila, who speaks to you about different compounds, MDMA, effects of psilocybin, and ketamine, and her newfound appreciation for self-love, self-empowerment, in all things, finding healing in death. Lila, how are you feeling coming in? Good. Relaxed. I love it. Well, we're talking all things psychedelic today. Uh, tell me a little bit about what kind of percolates up when you feel how deep you can go and how far out you can go with psychedelics. Mm, what, what percolates for me? Um, for me, this, um, when you say that I, I definitely go to the space of understanding myself as a person who has struggled with that going deeper or more expansive and have had kind of a more controlled life. And so for me, that's meant keeping things out instead of letting things in. And so for me, psychedelic work has led me to a space of letting, letting myself expand and contract, but expand into these spaces that, that weren't available to me before. And so this has opened up a lot of opportunities for me in my own life um, with relationships, but within myself too. It sounds as if when you say that, I really, really connect with the idea of what, what our masks are, what our visions are, what we see, and what mm -hmm. we want people to see in us. Even talking about psychedelics, it's like, that's a pretty loaded subject matter. Mm -hmm. And to find it so healing, how do you make sense of that, that relationship of something so sacred and private to you? And knowing it's so important to you, what, what do you do with that path? Yeah. 
There's lots of different ways of looking at that question. And for me, I guess the one that comes up right away has to do uh, with, you know, finding someone for me, you know, finding a guide, which I did, who I can have a relationship with that's built on trust. And then being able to show up within that trust and be open to the medicine, um, working with not just me, but with the guide too. So I think for me, this medicine has opened up a lot of space inside of myself that that's not just about trust, but that's about discernment too. And that's been a word that I've been thinking about this last week, being able to discern um, relationships around me and what they do for me and being able to sort of have this uh, self-awareness of wanting to be in relationships and knowing, you know, knowing how to say, I don't want to be in a relationship or knowing how to say, I do want to be in a relationship. Um, yeah. I think I That's could really, go to lots of different places with that, but yeah. Oh my goodness. When you say that, is there an emotion that comes up? I see like this just stark vulnerability to say, I want to be in relationships, be it with psychedelics or be it with a community or be it with a certain person, mm -hmm. but not ignoring the discernment you need to have going into psychedelic work, talking with a person, engaging in activities with others. Mm -hmm. How do you emotionally connect to that storyline? How What does discernment look to you? For me, it just looks uh, and it feels like um, pretty like radical compassion for myself and and um, and feeling proud of myself, like owning this space of me and taking up space and allowing other people into that space instead of just having people in the space or thinking that I'm not worthy of taking up space. So that's kind of the way that it feels to me when we, when, when I think about it. Have you had a experience? I know I've worked with you as an integration therapist. Has mm -hmm. there been an experience where you've recognized I deserve to be at this place and deserving such a loaded term, I understand, but mm -hmm. you say worthy of, or mm -hmm. being seen, I, I can mm -hmm. only imagine being, the opposite of doing something for others, but actually receiving mm -hmm. from something. Have you had yeah. experiences that have alluded to that? I have. I've had. Um, I've had a number of experiences where I've had uh, sort of touched on that in my own psychedelic work. Um, I would say, you know, I've it's interesting how all these medicines work differently for me. Um, for me, you know, psilocybin has been a medicine that has <clears throat> opened me up to the understanding the possibility of this deeper connection to all things and allowed me to sort of explore the space in a different realm of, um, deep connection and um, belongingness. And that word comes up a lot for me in my work with psychedelic medicine. And um, yeah, and you know, and I can go into each of the medicines that feel really differently to me too, if that kind of makes sense. 
Yeah, when you say that out loud, have you found, I think, guideposts or maybe themes within your work? Because I've heard from you this Mm -hmm. belonging, this idea that psilocybin has created something in you that Mm -hmm. understands more universal, more collective. Are you saying that there's been other intimate uh, experiences that you've found more knowing in yourself, we would call that like your biographical story or your here and now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think I, you know, I've worked with MDMA before. I've worked with ketamine and psilocybin. And um, I think with MDMA, I found a space that opened that I didn't understand initially and I've come to learn. And that's really important too, is that it's not just within the medicine, um, but it's uh, it's the integration part where I really do the, the deep work of understanding what happened and how to move that into my space. But with the MDMA, there were a lot of images and a lot of emotions um, that I got to and a lot of uh, calling for self-compassion and finding the space of being able to see not just myself, but other people in my life as, um, as all of us doing our best, uh, even though that may have felt really complicated and um, uncertain and scary and painful. And, um, but, it, but that was really helpful for me within the space of MDMA. And um, I watch you go somewhere when you say that. I hear you go somewhere when you say that. And I'm wondering what's the emotion arising? It feels as if mixed emotions, but also an homage in a sense. Yeah, I think that feels to me uh, like the deepest sense of... um, what I, what I, what I wanted in my life, which was this belongingness and connection kind of like mixed up with just this radical self-acceptance and compassion. And, um, that's something that, uh, that has since that my MDMA experiences has sort of built on, on itself and come to a space that's really different. And, um, maybe more spiritual uh, in, an, in an emotion too, has a lot of spirituality in the way that it feels to me. I love it. I really love it. And thank you for the vulnerability. Yeah. I'm hearing a deep sense of like, ah, too, that I can be in belonging. I can be in community, but I also beforehand need to trust myself and love myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And without getting too new agey, you know, MDMA does that to a lot of people, but it's a whole different story when you actually feel it, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a whole different story. It's something, and I think this is important for me, something that I really realize is that I feel like I don't think we know how to do these things if no one teaches us, or if we don't experience it. Like, Tell like, me more. Tell me more. Go into that, please. Like deep acceptance or... The way that I think best describes it is maybe the way that one feels about their child when they're born, that in a, in a healthy way, when we look at our children and we think 
we shower this deep emotion on them of like, just, you are the most perfect thing. You are the most radical thing. You're the most beautiful. I accept you. You know, it's this unconditional, beautiful belongingness and connection and love. I think that when that doesn't happen for people, when they don't feel that, or when things happen in people's lives where they lose trust or they lose this understanding of that, or this, or that didn't even exist in the first place. Like that can happen. I know too. And that, that is for me, how, how I sort of experienced my life is that this medicine actually allows us to feel what it feels like to feel loved or to feel beloved, beloved, you know, to feel um, just this deep acceptance and, um, and that really is not, again, it's, you know, I've been in therapy a long time in my life and um, that's nothing that I could have ever come up with. Even if I would have talked for the next 50 years of my life, I don't think that I could have created that sensation in my own body or learned that. And so this medicine for me teaches my body that it teaches it. This is how this feels. And that's something that, um, them incredibly in awe of as you as you just said too and really grateful for i love it speak to me a little bit about the journey and how you intuitively now that you're awakening and reconnecting i should say because i do believe for you it's a reconnecting of something you already know mm -hmm. what is next what's on the horizon and how do you discern in the psychedelic world today for you mm-hmm well, I just had uh, an experience um, with a guide who I trust deeply um, with psilocybin that was um, something just completely uh, amazing to me and life-changing and perhaps was the um, truly the first time that I allowed myself to or learned how to um, let parts of, and this is maybe too harsh of a word, but parts of me, parts of my way die. And that, that was just incredible. It was as though I was able to move into a space that I didn't understand at all before that I couldn't get to even, even with the self-love and all the compassion, I couldn't go to the space. And I got to this space and then I felt it for the first time. I actually was able to feel into all of the feelings that went along with, you know, for me, it was a lot of pain and, but it was also ecstasy and exhilaration and just maybe like a hundred different feelings. I could go on and on. All of them happened and I felt them and I, was able to um, grow from that space uh, into a sort of a death of that moment when I did need to move into someone else when I was little, when I had to set my, myself aside uh, in order to sort of survive in the setting that I was in. And so I, um, you know, I grew up and then I did my life in a certain way. But in this experience, I was able to go to that space and 
feel it again and actually allow it. And then that part of me also uh, with compassion and love died in a beautiful way in the most beautiful and spiritual way. And to this space where I was able to um, uh, just be in this, in this realm, in this world and in this body, which was new for me. And so that was beautiful. And after that experience, and you and I processed and integrated that experience, and I'm really appreciative. And after that, um, I, you know, I was talking to my guide and maybe bringing up the possibility of doing a little more work with MDMA um, to move into another space of um, understanding of that newness. That new person, that, 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 that new person. Of yeah. the defense mechanisms not needing or serving you anymore. and Exactly, yeah. And the yep. humility that I've heard from you too around the idea of what a conscious death process looks like sounds like that mm -hmm. was part of the experience, your opportunity mm -hmm. to really kind of design your own mm -hmm. death and all the challenges, mm -hmm. both good, dark, and as you said, full of ecstasy and releasing and surrendering. What does it mean mm -hmm. to you to surrender? I've heard a lot of that tonight in our conversations, mm -hmm. this idea of surrendering. For me, it's it's interesting. In my last experience, I had that deep surrender where I just, um, it's not a giving up. It didn't feel like a giving up on any level. It felt like a it felt like a deep acceptance of and willingness to just receive and um, fall into and become part of. There was nothing about it that felt um, like a sever or a cut or anything like that. It just felt beautiful like an integration. And I know right. you've talked to me about that before. So just a little bit, right? Yeah. <laughs> Some yeah. wholeness, in mm -hmm. integrating. Some wholeness, yeah. yeah. And the full Thank circle you. of life and death, no? Mm-hmm. Honoring. Yeah. Was there a sense that you exonerated the story of your childhood? Was there a sense that you came to more clarity around what, mm -hmm. and see that there's beauty in who you are? are and who you've become yeah that was um very deeply experienced this uh this is a i sometimes just say things that mean something to me but finding my place at the table became um very important in that moment where i found it and then i felt very um accepted into the sort of like, not just the human, but into the, you know, to the world, into the universe of being a part of all things and mattering, you know, that where before it was hard for me to find what mattered or that I had something to offer. I felt that I had a lot to offer and that I do have a lot to offer and that, um, yeah. Yeah, it's complicated. It is complicated, which leads me to dive into the rabbit hole of it's definitely not a one pill wonder, is it? It's not no. a one and done. 
Can you not elaborate to me? Little. Right, not even a little. <laughs> No. And it, this is a laughing matter because it's also what's being kind of promoted in the world is this mm -hmm. radical new experience that provides this miraculous thing of eradicating suicidal depression or coming to mm -hmm. self-love or exonerating traumas. And mm -hmm. what would you say your personal story has become in relationship to the psychedelic world, the psychedelic medicines? Mm -hmm. and the journey ahead for you? I think that it's interesting that, that concept of taking a pill and making everything better, which I know we want a quick answer for everything. I know people want to feel better right away and they want to, they want to be done with things or have things go away. And I think that, I think that, that, that can't be in our world, that there's the acceptance that can be, that there's the deeper understanding of our situation, that there's the forgiveness and the compassion and that healing is really about that. It's not about making things go away or one time and everything's all fixed. It's about, hopefully for me, it's about being able to expand on what I know and what I've learned. It's about finding the space to grow after the process, you know, and maybe that takes a year in between. Maybe I, maybe I need a year to integrate everything. Maybe I need two years. Maybe I need a month. I don't know, but I do know life is not, static we're always changing and growing and learning and i think this medicine there's a lot of medicines in the psychedelic realm um and these medicines um have different properties and we have different relationships with them and just like us we change, they change, they change us. We change within them. There's nothing static or one time only about any of it. And I, you know, I feel like I'm kind of rambling, but I, what my point is, it's never just one thing. It's never just once. And, but can you have a wonderful psychedelic experience and have that happen and grow deeply? Oh my God. Yeah, totally. You know, right. Absolutely. And it's not, it's not just that one thing either. It's all the stuff that comes after it mm. and how you make sense of that and how you move your body into that and your life into that space, you know? So, yeah. So much wisdom, so much wisdom. And <laughs> it's yeah. almost mm -hmm. alarming to know because it kind of keeps people at bay and it mm. also brings people to the gates quite quicker. They're like, what? Mm -hmm. And I often say, you, you know, psychedelics gives you what you need, not necessarily what you want, which then can open up Pandora's box for endless mm -hmm. and endless opportunities. And mm -hmm. there's also, as you said so eloquently, a time to set it down, a time mm -hmm. to practically integrate it with sobriety, mm -hmm. with clarity, mm -hmm. with attention to details. Yeah, yeah. 
what are you walking away with today? What's been not just in this conversation, but your journey integrating this work? What What's landing for you today? And what are you carrying with so much sacredness? I'm walking away with a deep um, sense of gratitude for what I have found and what I've been allowed to see in my own self and around me too. I'm walking away knowing that I um, that I have more more. I don't want to call it work, more integration, more um, places to see and journeys to take. And that, um, and then I'm hoping, and this is more of a global thing about psychedelic medicine. I'm hoping that as a, as a community, as a world that we're able to see this as a spiritual, emotional, way of growing and not a instant cure-all and that that's what life is that where it's a journey that we're on all of us and that you know this takes work it's not a and not everything is beautiful we're not all it's not all beauty out there it's it's complicated it's it's the nuance of and the complicated nature of all of us and so how could we expect anything other than that from a medicine um, too? And so, you know, it's a journey and it's a, um, it's an opening to change. And um, for me, it's just been a wonderful, um, wonderful addition to my life, my spiritual life and my sense of self and um, connection to all things. And so beautiful. Yeah. I love I it. Going. I love it. I know you yeah. could, and I, I want yeah. you to actually. And that's the beauty of what we're doing. And I'm humbled by yeah. your work. I'm yeah. so humbled by your work. It takes a yeah. tremendous amount of courage to face ourselves, yeah. to look at ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not always beautiful, like I said, but I think I feel like you said this to me, maybe in one of our integration sessions that it's the lightness and the darkness it's both without one we can't have the other you know right it's that beauty it's that the way that we show up vulnerably and ready to accept what's what's before us and ahead of us and behind us too you're walking right into how i was going to end it too as you know my love affair for integrating darkness and light and mm -hmm. so with that i'm so grateful for having you yeah i'm grateful for being here thank you Understanding your own darkness is the best method for dealing with the darkness of other people. You do not become transformed by imagining figures of light, but by bringing the darkness into the light and your consciousness. The scariest thing is to accept this invitation, but also live within the light and darkness as it relates to you completely. By not just looking at the darkness, but expecting it all the time. Your visions will become clearer only when you can look into your own heart. And most of all, be gentle.